Good morning. Yeah. Harold said, let's get the show on the road. Thanks, Harold. <laughs> If y'all will find your spot, stand with us if you're able, please. Please be seated. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. So, church family, our guests, welcome to our worship service. And if this is your first time, don't forget to fill out our guest registration card. We want to know you and pray for you. And for our quick announcement, number one, there will be no Wednesday night this week. And second, yes, Thanksgiving week. So. Second, church office will be closed on Friday. So don't be here on Friday because uh, church office will be closed. Okay? So, and again, uh, brother and sister in Christ, we encourage you to read our bulletin. Everything, as what Pastor Lewis says, that everything is getting expensive. So please read this. Okay? For more information about the upcoming events, please read our church bulletin. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for lying on the cross and saving us, Lord, from our sins. You give us hope, peace, freedom, joy, and above all, eternal life. Lord, Father, we're asking, Lord, your mercy and grace, Lord, as we come before you, knowing that you are a holy God. We are seniors, and through the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, we are, we are declared righteous and holy before you. And help us, Lord, to shine as a light to this dark and sinful world that they will see and experience your power and glory, that we experience your people through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. If somebody here, Lord, searching for the truth or struggling, we pray, Lord, that you will touch her heart or his heart and will have an amazing encounter with you this morning. Lord, empower your people, empower your servant, the singers, the tech, Sunday school teachers, every one of us, Lord, 
And we bring back all the glory and honor to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, ladies, I want to remind you that our Christmas luncheon is coming up on the 2nd. You need to sign up before next Sunday. That'll be the last day. There's a reason why it's only five bucks. It's so you'll bring somebody with you and pay for their meal. We're having a wonderful speaker, Cynthia Held. She is very popular, so I hope you all can make it. That's what'll get them there. <laughs> but it's going to be at East Tucson Baptist Church on December 7th at 6:30, and we would love to have you all come. Okay. And our verse today is Colossians 3:15, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father.
try and do a special for you to try and impress Craig because he's letting us do this without him. So we just learned this one Thursday. If you know it, sing along. Um, if not, if you feel like we mess up, just go with it. La Guajira in Colombia, South America. The name of this community is El Polvorín. It's the first time that the Guayu people uh, start to hear uh, the Bible in their own language, the Guayu Nike. And I teach them about the importance of the Bible. And after that, I put the proclaimer uh, with Mark 
chapter 5, and it was the first time that the people hear the Bible. And they are so excited, and they say, this Wayu is a lucky man because he was there. They thought that this is this Wayu Nike people stay with Jesus at that time. I was waiting for the OCC video. That's all right. OCC, Operation Christmas Child. You see it on the marquee out front. And also, faith comes by hearing. Two great organizations we need to help support and keep at the forefront. OCC, Operation Christmas Child is operating today, one to five for drop off your final day. Well, tomorrow's actually the final day to drop off your box. But if you bring them in today, that'd be greatly appreciated. And tomorrow, nine to two, right? Yep. All right. Good morning, Tucson Mountain. Good morning. Are we awake yet? Yeah. I'm no. <laughs> no. It's been one of those weeks. Research has shown that the healthiest emotion a person can have is an attitude of gratitude. This week is Thanksgiving week. You know, an attitude of gratitude makes us feel better. It relieves stress. It helps you live longer. And research has scientifically proven that a grateful person will live a happier and healthier life. So have we been missing the mark? I pray not. How do we develop this attitude of gratitude? Let's think about this. First Thessalonians gives us a hint. 
It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's God's will for us. So we need to learn how to develop that. Giving thanks is always in season. This time of the year may be the season that we think about giving more thanks, but it's always in season. The Apostle Paul was a pro at this. He was always expressing thanks. You think of all the letters he wrote in the New Testament in every single one of those letters, he was giving thanks to God and he was giving thanks to the people he was writing the letters to. And it's just amazing to me. He lived a life of perpetual thanksgiving. And sometimes I think we tend to forget that. So we're going to look at some things today. We're going to look at why. Why should I express thanksgiving? And the how. How should we express thanksgiving and appreciation to others? And what should I express appreciation for? Now, I typically don't do this. I did this a while back, but I want to do something this morning. And those of you that are visiting us with us today, or maybe you're a regular attender and you just haven't been here in a while, I want to show you something. Because I was looking at this the other day, and I'm watching the OCC guys work up front, those guys and gals, and we've taken in almost, uh, well, well over 1,200 boxes by now uh, in, in this week between the boxes we had and the boxes that have come in from outside agencies. But I want you guys to see something. If you work in any of our children's ministries on a volunteer basis, you're not paid staff. If you work in the Sunday school departments, the teaching departments for the adults, sanctuary class, small group leaders, the small group leaders that you lead in your homes, even. The nursery, the preschool, and I know there's a couple of those ladies back there right now. There's a couple of ladies in here right now. Jasper can't be in here. He's somewhere else. I don't know where he went. He's with the kids. He's paid staff anyway, isn't he? <laughs> the two and three-year-olds, the four-year-olds. I want you guys just to stand up for a minute if you work in any of those ministries or if you have helped in any of those ministries. Bear with me just a second. And please stay standing up. If you work on the appreciation team, stand up. If you work on the greeter ministry, stand up. If you work on kids' night or facilities team, stand up. Stewardship, budget, stand up. Video, sound, all you guys in the tech booth, stand up for just a minute. The flower ministry, the trustees, the ushers, the leadership enlistment team, the men's ministries, the women's ministries, Wednesday night, any of those ministries, the music ministry, stand up. These are the guys that make all this work. You need to thank them every time you see them because without them, it doesn't happen. If you work with the homeless ministry or the food pantry, stand up. Now look at this. All these ministries are what keep things moving. I thank and I applaud each and every one of you for your service that you give this body of believers and our community around us. Thanks. You can sit down. It's amazing to me. We need to show more appreciation for the people that do all the things that they do. Colossians 2.7 says, Let your roots grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him. 
See that you go in on growing in the Lord and become strong and vigorous in the truth you were taught. Let your lives overflow with joy and thanksgiving for all he has done. The Living Bible tells us that. The reason for expressing thanksgiving is in the word appreciation. It's in the meaning of appreciation. Now, it means to raise in value. Now, if you bought a house in the last 10 or 12 years, you know appreciation is. But if you bought a new car in that same time frame, you know what depreciation is too, right? So we have to think about that. You know, it's very, very true. When we show appreciation to someone, we not only raise their value, but we also raise their self-worth. We increase their self-worth. And that's what we need to be doing for each other. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5.11. It says, encourage one another and build each other up. Listen, we live in a crazy world today, do we not? We need to come in within our body of believers and encourage each other and strengthen each other and not tear each other down. We have to be careful about that. God says he wants us to develop an attitude of constantly building one another up. In Ephesians 4.29, he says, Speak what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. Sometimes we have to identify their needs first. But that's okay. We can do that. William James said the deepest principle of human nature is the craving to be appreciated. We need that appreciation. I read recently in England, they have something on their telephone system called dial a compliment. <laughs> now think about this for a second. If you're feeling bad, you're down, depressed, a little low that day, you just dial this number and they will chat you up and give you so many compliments and make you feel good. They'll brag on you till you feel better. Then I found another place that's an organ company that makes an organ. And any of you instrumentalists, don't get mad. But it's called the Grand Concert Master Organ. And even if you play the worst possible organ music there is, when you're finished playing and there's a pause, it breaks out in thunderous applause for you <laughs> to say you did a great job. Mark Twain once said, you know, I can go two months on just one good compliment. People, when they become, kids especially, when they become physically hungry, don't they become cranky? You know, that commercial, Kathy and I were joking with each other the other day, that commercial, they, became, they become hangry. You know, when people get emotionally hungry, they also can get cranky too. And we tend to forget that. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people starving for appreciation and attention and thanksgiving today. And we need to keep that in mind. Paul tells us three things here about how appreciation is supposed to work in giving thanks. And there are things that sometimes we just often overlook. We don't think about them as, as diligently as we should. A, we need to appreciate people's loyalty. Loyalty. You know, maybe you have somebody that you work with, maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a family member, but they have stuck with you through thick and thin. It doesn't matter what you have done or what has been done, they're always there and you know you can count on them through anything. Philippians 1, 3-6 says, I thank my God every time I remember you. 
In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. These were Paul's fan club. This was his booster team. They supported him no matter what. They were his cheering section. They said, go for it, Paul. Just keep going. Don't give up. Paul said, I want you guys to know how much I appreciate everything you have done for me since the beginning of this. He started the church in Philippi, and some of these people had been with him since the very beginning. And he says, look at all the changes that have taken place. Some of us have had marriage partners that have done the same thing. They've been with us and they've stayed with us. They've been true to us and faithful to us no matter what happened. Maybe we had issues at work. Maybe we had multiple career changes. Maybe we went through bankruptcies. Maybe some of you even had affairs. But they have stayed with you and they have worked through that with you. Maybe there was drug addiction, alcohol addiction. It doesn't matter what it is. But they were faithful and they stayed true to you and they stayed right there with you through it all. They hung with you, no matter what. Paul said he appreciates the fact in that verse that they did the same thing. These people stayed with him. You know why people love Old Faithful at Yellowstone? Because it is faithful. It's constant. It's reliable. It's consistent. I read a little article about it a while back, and they said you could almost set your watch by it. That's consistent. Paul said when he started that church at Philippi, some of those folks have been with him forever. And they'd put up with all the changes. They'd put up with all the things that he asked them to do. They'd put up with all the problems. And through it all, they had a positive attitude. And I want to tell you guys something. That group of people that stood up and all of you that come faithfully and serve and give, I appreciate that. I know you do it not for me, but you do it for the Lord. But I still appreciate that because it keeps this body of believers moving forward. And that's what we need. That's what we need is that fellowship, that camaraderie to keep this body together and to keep it moving forward. Paul says, you've been patient with all my mistakes and even my dumb jokes. And you have been the same for me. And I appreciate that. You stayed with me and watched that ministry grow. And he really appreciated that. Who has been loyal to you today that you really need to go back and personally say thank you to? You need to give them that personal appreciation. B, we need to appreciate people's differences. Differences. Don't insist that everybody around you think, act, and feel the same way you do. That becomes a problem. Learn to enjoy people's uniqueness and their individuality. Differences aren't always wrong. Sometimes they're just different. Aren't we called as Christians to be a peculiar people? We're the peculiarest bunch I've met in a long time. Colossians 3.13 says, Be patient and tolerant of one another, always ready to forgive if you have a difference with anyone. For you were called to live as one united body and always be thankful. Listen, everybody has some kind of positive attribute. Even a broken clock that stopped is right twice a day. So give them a break. 
We need differences to provide balance in our marriages, difference in our schools, in our churches. We need each other. Thank God everybody's not all the same. We don't want that. I think God has a great sense of humor because if you ever look at marriages, now I've done a lot of marriage counseling, so I get to see some of this behind the scenes. God takes two different people of two different mindsets and puts them together. I think he's got a great sense of humor because you have the first one that is an early riser and they are a go-getter and it's a charge, let's go get the world. And the other one wants to hibernate till noon. <laughs> and then you have the one that's impulsive and a risk taker. And the other one is very, very conservative, very cautious, like, nope, we ain't doing that. And then you have one that is chatty, loves to talk. And they can tell you every detail of every story. And you are the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> Kathy and I, you know, here's another one. Here's one that sometimes causes problems in marriage, I have to admit. It's, it's money. Money is still one of the main reasons people get divorced today. You have a bumper sticker. See, one person wants to save it, and the other person wants to spend it. And the one that wants to spend it has a bumper sticker on their car that says, when the going gets tough, the tough go shopping. <laughs> Kathy and I have an agreement about this. I make it, she spends it. <laughs> I'm trying to renegotiate that, but to no avail yet. Paul says you need to be thankful and appreciative of people's differences. Differences provide balance in our marriages, in our ministries. We need to keep that in mind. Appreciating others is a, is a mark of spiritual maturity. Understanding that everybody's different. They're not the same. God didn't hardwire each and every one of us the same. See, we need to appreciate people's efforts. Now, this is a tough one sometimes. Don't take effort for granted regardless if it turns out the way you think it should or not. That's a tough one. 1 Thessalonians 1, 2, and 3 says, We always thank God for you, for all of you, and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus. We ought to appreciate people when they put in the effort to do something. Whether the results are perfect or the way we think they should be or not. You know, I remember a story about a four-year-old boy and he was watching mom and she had recently been doing laundry. So he decided he was going to help. So he took all the clothes out of the hamper, he put them all in a tub and he proceeded to empty a full box of Tide in on top of it and turn on the shower. And he went and got mom, and you know the end result. <laughs> we have to remember, the effort is what counts. He thought he was helping. I remember one time when Kathy, when the girls were real little, Kathy and I were both sick at the same time, which was a rarity. But we were in bed for days, and the girls one day decided they were going to try to fix this dinner. To say the least, I think we cleaned it up the next day. I don't think it got done that day. 
You know, as a parent, I have a much greater appreciation now for my parents than I did when I was younger. Um, it takes an enormous amount of energy to corral and teach kids today. You know, have you ever considered how much easier your parents would have had it if it hadn't been for you? I think about that sometimes. I think about how much pressure I gave my, my mom and my dad. And I read recently about these, they're, they're, they're looking at the rings on the trees. I don't know how many of you know about the rings on the trees. But the rings on the trees, especially in redwood trees, the wider the ring inside the tree, those are good years. The narrower the ring are the crisis years where they have very little water and, you know, they may have other elements that are causing it not to grow as rapidly. I think if I look back at my mom and dad, they would probably have a lot of those little crisis rings in their life. I think that would be a problem for them. You know, I love my wife, and I, I pick on her and talk about her a lot, but, but Kathy's been trying to cook better for us, okay? And she loves to serve chicken. And I tell her all the time, you know, you keep serving me chicken, and I'm going to start sprouting pen feathers. <laughs> but she recently came up with some broiled chicken. And I looked at the broiled chicken, and I said, honey, this, this just doesn't appeal to me. It doesn't look good. And we took a couple of bites. I said, it doesn't taste good. I got to tell you, though, her cooking's really improving because those TV dinners I'm getting now just melt in my mouth. <laughs> so let that be a lesson to you guys. <laughs> the point is you don't have to be perfect to be appreciated. We shouldn't be that way. Listen, there's a lot of times we often nag at people when we should be bragging on people. We give people pokes instead of strokes. And that causes them problems and tension, and it causes us problems and tension. We need to remember this, this, this appreciation and this honoring those around us is so important that it's in the Ten Commandments. You know, he says, honor your mother and father. That's where we first start learning it. That's where we first start learning how to apply it. But it's so important. It's one of the Ten Commandments. We need to think about that sometimes. Whether they get the job done perfectly or not, it's the effort that counts. When was the last time you thanked your mate, your spouse, your mom, your dad, your coworker, your friend for the effort they put in just to put up with you? We need to remember that. Who else would have done that? You know, we have to think about that. How should we show appreciation? Paul says there's three specific ways. There's right ways and there's wrong ways, and we want to do it the right way. Number one, appreciation has to be real. It has to be genuine. We need to appreciate people and be sincere about it. We have to give heartfelt compliments. With no ulterior motives, no strings attached, we're not trying to smooth them to get something. Somebody once said, uh, once told me that they, they oftentimes, when somebody would come along and give them a bunch of compliments, pat them on the back, they thought they were trying to cough something up. 
because it was just too much. It wasn't genuine. It wasn't real. It didn't feel right. So we need to be careful of that. I thought this poem was appropriate, and it's short. We just had an election, but I know most of it was about other things. But when election time comes, I want you to keep this poem in mind. He's so glad to see me and calls me by name, holds on to my hand, is charming and urbane. You know what urbane is, right? It's sophisticated, suave, slick, smooth. He looks in my eyes, my heart starts to float, yet I know he's certainly only after my vote. <laughs> we don't want to be that way. We want to be real. We want to be genuine. And then the second part of it, genuine appreciation has to be recognizable. Recognizable. You know, have you ever had somebody give you a compliment and it wasn't really clear and concise and you really wasn't sure if it was a compliment or not? Because it wasn't clear. It wasn't specific. Men, listen, if you love your wife, tell your wife you love her. Don't take it for granted that they understand it. If you love your kids, tell your kids you love them. Because it needs to be specific, it needs to be clear. Well, some of the guys I know are pretty stoic. They'll say, well, that's not who I am. That's not my background. <laughs> well, learn how. You know, it's not that hard. Don't use that as an excuse. You can learn to be open, and you can learn to be personal, especially with those that are closest to us. We need to share a recognizable compliment to show that genuine appreciation. Proverbs 15, 23 says, What a joy it is to find just the right word at the right occasion in the Good News translation. When you compliment somebody, make sure it's genuine. Make sure it's recognizable. Make sure they understand it. Listen, I want you to know that I really appreciate your comments at the end of service most days, all right? <laughs> and I say that because of this. I have been keeping a list of some of the compliments. And I just want to know, I want you guys to help me understand, I want to know how to take some of these. I had a person recently say, Pastor, whenever you speak, I think it's never going to be better. How do I take that? <laughs> then another lady recently said, Pastor, sometimes I'm amazed at what's in your mind and what comes out of your mouth. And I, <laughs> so am I. All right. And then I had the gentleman that just a while back, he was funny. He said, he said, now, pastor, you may have noticed my eyes were closed during the sermon today. He was sleeping. All right. But he says, I'm pretty sure I didn't miss anything. <laughs> now, is that a compliment or not? I, I just don't know. I read about a pastor a while back who was cutting himself shaving on Sunday morning. He's getting ready to come do a sermon. And he put on a, had to put a big bandage on his neck because he cut himself pretty bad. And he was telling the congregation he was sorry that he had to wear the bandage and everything. He said, I was thinking about my sermon this morning when I was shaving in the mirror and I cut myself. And he went on to preach an hour and a half. <clears throat> Afterwards, one of the deacons come to him and says, Preacher, next time you're shaving, think about your shaving Cut your sermon and don't cut your neck. 
Proverbs 12.25 says, Anxious hearts are very heavy, but a word of encouragement does wonders. We need to be specific. We need to be very, very specific. Genuine appreciation needs to be recognizable. It needs to be understandable. Don't beat around the bush. And number three, appreciation also needs to be regular. Regular. Second Thessalonians 2.13 says, But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. Listen, constantly and continually is the way we need to give appreciation and thanks. Why? Because words of affirmation are typically tremendous motivators. It's been said that a compliment gets more results than a kick in the pants. And we need to keep that in mind. That's often true, isn't it? You go into an office sometimes and you'll have a secretary and the boss may come along and say, Miss Jones, would you please get me a cup of coffee? And she'll say, certainly. And she'll go get the cup of coffee and bring it back and carry on. Miss Jones will go home and the husband will say, honey, would you get me a cup of coffee? And she'll look at him and say, what's wrong with you? Your arm's broke? Get it yourself. What's the difference? Because the guy at work is consistently appreciative and thanking her for all that she does. The guy at home tends to get lax. And sometimes we as husbands tend to not think about all the things our wives do for us. Now, guys, I'm not picking on you today. I'm not meaning to. But sometimes we have to be careful and not take things for granted. We really need to remember that. Galatians 6.10 says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men and women, especially unto them who are the household of faith. We need to remember that. We need to give flowers to people while they can still smell them. Listen, a single rose today is much better than a whole wreath at the funeral tomorrow. They can't smell it then. Give them the compliment when they can accept it. If you appreciate somebody, tell them that and show them that while they're alive. I read an article a while back about Alex Haley. I had to find it again and read it. You remember Alex Haley is the guy that wrote Roots, right? He said he was, he was one Thanksgiving when he was in the Coast Guard. He was a young man, and he had worked in the galley. He was a cook. He'd worked in the galley all day serving all these guys. And when it was all done, he got the kitchen all clean, and he was completely exhausted. He went back to his rack, laid out on his rack, and got to thinking about the word Thanksgiving. And he put the two words in reverse, giving thanks. And he got to thinking about all the people in his life that he needed to to remember to give thanks to. And he really hadn't appropriately done that. So he made a list of it and he found seven people he really thought shaped his life. And he unfortunately, sadly, found out four of them had already died. But he decided he needed to write down and write, write letters to the other three. You know, one of them was his father. One of them was his grandmother. And another one was his school principal who prayed with a group of kids every day before school started. Those individuals shaped many people's lives, no doubt. But why am I saying this? Because we need to remember, we need to thank 
people for who they are and what they've done in our life and the difference they've made in our life while they're here. We need to show that. We need to be thankful. So I, I want to leave you with this thought momentarily is who do you need to be thankful for this week? Who do you need to reach out to and show thanksgiving to? Is there somebody in your life who's put forth extra energy and effort to make a difference in your life? You need to stop and say thanks. Even if it's just a phone call. Is there someone that's stuck with you through thick and thin? No matter what has taken place, they've hung in there with you even if you were a real jerk. Let me give a little project to do this week. Because of these verses that we've covered, go back and look at these verses, read these verses, and then do what it says in Luke 10, where Jesus says, go thou and do likewise. Go back and reach out to some of these people. Write a note, make a phone call, write a letter if necessary, but reach out to somebody and tell them how much you appreciate them. Ingratitude, do you realize ingratitude is listed in the sins and it's along with the likes of witchcraft, occultism, rebellion, and atheism? That's unfortunate because God said ungratefulness is wrong and we need to be grateful for all the people that we come into contact with. Who can you say thanks to this week? And more importantly than that, When's the last time you thank God for everything he's given us? He's already done so much for us. We wouldn't even be alive if it wasn't for God. But sometimes we take those realities for granted. And we need to be very, very careful. 2,000 plus years ago, God sent his son to die on that cross for us. And he shed his rich royal red blood for us. And sometimes we just pass over it and think, yeah, I'm saved. Too bad for them other folks. But that's not how we should think. We're working Operation Christmas Tile. We're talking about faith comes by hearing. We have all these things. Billy Graham Crusade is coming in March. I want to encourage you. If you really want to be involved in God's process of winning the world, you need to get involved with that. God came, Jesus came in the form of a baby and he walked on this earth and he gave us everything we have today. You know, I, I understand for most of us, it's hard to, to relate to that entity in the sky. It's not tangible. You can't touch it. You can't feel it. We, we believe and know God's in heaven it's much easier to relate to that flesh and blood that came to earth and walked these 33 years on earth and gave his life for us. I get that. But we need to remember, we need to be thankful for all those things. All those things that come into our life. Let me ask you a question. Who do you need to be grateful for today? Maybe somebody who's stuck with you through thick and thin. Maybe it's somebody that's really different from you and rather than appreciating them, you've been depreciating them. Maybe you need to change your attitude and your actions. Instead of bragging on them, you've been nagging them or nagging about them. You just need to get before the Lord and said, Lord, help me treat others the way I need to treat them.
Help me be thankful for them. It's unfortunate, but sometimes in our closest relationships, we don't always see the uniqueness of people and we don't always appreciate the uniqueness of people. There's so many marriages I know of that are starving to death because of a lack of appreciation of one another. We need to be careful about that in our relationships. Here's a challenge, ladies and gentlemen. Between now and the end of the year, make a commitment to compliment your spouse at least once a week between now and the end of the year, and I guarantee it'll make a difference in your relationship at home. Just one compliment. Listen, an attitude of gratitude is God's power tools. It's one of God's power tools because it's the power of praise. And the power of praise moves us and motivates us to keep going and to go to that next step. Is there somebody maybe that you haven't appreciated their efforts? Maybe every time they try to do something, it messes up. You know what? Come alongside of them, show them the right way to do it, and keep going. Express your gratitude to God. Don't ever think that God doesn't appreciate your appreciation. Just get before God and say, God, I thank you for allowing me to breathe this breath that you give me, the breath of life that you put into me, the strength that you give me each and every day, the opportunity to open my eyes each morning and to keep moving. And let me serve you, if you're a Christian this morning, let me serve you any way I possibly can. We need to be grateful. Jesus loves each one of us and he has a plan for each one of us. And success in life is to be right in the middle of his plan. That's how we measure success. We need to be careful. And listen, I'm not talking about uh, a religion. I'm talking about a personal relationship. I don't care if you're here this morning and you're a Catholic, you're a Protestant, you're a Baptist or a Buddhist, a Methodist or a Presbyterian. I don't care. I want to know in your heart of hearts, in your mind, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? If you don't, you are missing the mark. You are missing the opportunity to have that personal relationship that will save your soul from the hellfires of eternity. And we need to keep that in mind, and we need to be carrying that message to the rest of the world because this is a crazy place we live in. But, you know, we can show God's love to this crazy place. They're not going to understand, some, understand us, some of them, but some of them will catch the spirit, they'll catch the light and they'll understand what we're saying. But we have to try. If you're here this morning, I'm going to challenge you. If you're not a Christian, or maybe you're a Christian that has been so far away from God for so long that you know you need to come back to God, I want you to do something for me this morning. As we close this out, I want you to take that little card in the pocket in front of you, our guest card, and fill out your name, address, and phone number, and mark on the back, I'm, I'm, I'm committing my life to Christ. I'm being a new Christian, or I'm recommitting my life to Christ, whatever it needs to be. And I want to connect with you, and I want to pray with you, and pray for you. And I want to do that continually through the end of this year. So let's pray. I'd like all heads bowed, all eyes closed for just a moment. And if you do that, 
If you're recommitting your life or you're committing your life for the first time to Christ, I'd like you just to raise your hand for just a second so I can pray for you right now and so we can make the connection to take care of your spiritual needs. You know, we do a great job around here taking care of physical needs, but we need to continue to take care of the spiritual needs also. Father, I pray that if there's anyone here that needs to make that commitment, that they do that today. If today you have said, this is my day, I'm opening my life to Christ in a brand new way. I pray that they would take that card and just fill that out and drop it in the offering box at the back. And that this week, you would allow me to help them understand the decision they've made or others to help them understand a decision they've made. Father, we come before you in, in all humility, in all, all of our hearts. We need to understand how to appreciate one another better. We need to understand how to appreciate you better and how to give thanks to you throughout the rest of our entire lives. As we gather together this week, with family and friends to share a meal, to share some time together. I pray that you would remind each one of these that are here today or maybe listening or watching online that we need to reach out and we need to remind others what it means to be thankful for all the things that you have given us. And we simply ask these things in Jesus' name. If you can and would, stand, please.
to thank you for coming this morning. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Please don't forget, uh, there is no Wednesday night service. And uh, I know Jasper forgot to say it, but we're also closed Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. Uh, so don't look for us to be around here Thursday or Friday. Uh, Saturday may be hit and miss. So if we don't see you again before next Sunday, except for those that are working with Operation Christmas Child, and will be around here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We love you guys. We do appreciate you guys. Please stay safe out there during this time of the year. Food pantry. Oh, okay. We have we have some food for, uh, to give away today after service. So if you if you need some uh, extra things for your dinner, grab it on the way out. Uh, I'm sure you'll find something. All right. <laughs> Love you guys. Take care. Be careful. <coughs> See what God has done.